Hey y'all, it's Billy and Christy, and you are listening to the 12 Days Upfront Porchmas, and we are back once again, and today we are on day number nine. It is now the ninth day of Front Porchmas 2021. Why do you keep saying wow? It has just flown by. I think doing this almost makes it go faster. I don't know. Oh, well, if that's the case, we need to make a uh, episode every day so Christmas will get here that much faster every year. Oh, that feels a little sneaky. Is it? Well, yes, it could be. <laughs> so uh, if we look at the 12 Days of Christmas song, do you know what was given on the ninth day? Is it Nine Ladies Dancing? Yes, Nine <gasps> Ladies Dancing. That's Twice I've gotten it right. Yes, congratulations. <laughs> it's not been much, but... Well, do you know what we will be talking about on the ninth day of Front Porchmas 2021? Do tell. So that means no. <laughs> Today we're going to talk a little bit about mm. the history of Christmas cards. Yeah. History of Christmas cards. Yeah. I have a love-hate relationship with this, too. Okay, well, you tell me about that as, uh, as we get going here. First off, I love love getting Christmas cards, but it's sort of like with the gift giving thing. I feel like I should reciprocate and that takes time, effort, and money. And I'm not great with any of those things. And so I find myself every year kind of beating myself up about another year of not doing it. And it's kind of weird that even when I buy like boxed Christmas cards, I feel like it's not enough. With glitter? Yes. Well, that's a whole nother issue this so, year. I you, bought them with glitter. What do you mean? When you buy boxed Christmas cards, you don't feel like it's enough. Like you need to hand draw no, 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 and no. reproduce no. them? I think it has turned into you have got to have pictures. And I know that's not true. I know there's not a rule about that. But for some reason, I feel like my card from the box from Walmart is not enough. <laughs> what a weird thing. Yeah, but with, oh, I'm, I may offend some people. Oh, be careful. With those, you actually sign them, though. With with what I do? Yes. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't get but it doesn't feel enough. And I will say the other you part are of it. Enough. I oh, thank you. I will say part of my issue I think is that is honestly I recognize that we live quite a bit away from most of the people that I would actually send Christmas cards to. Mm -hmm. And so there is sort of this sense of Oh, I wish I could include something so you could see how much our kids have grown or how right. much they've changed. No, I get that. So there's there's a little bit of that, too. Obviously, it's all self. Okay, so what if you just uh, did like a picture card for those handful of people and everybody else just got the box glittered card? Um, you want to pick out what picture? Because actually, well, we, we don't, don't have an updated exactly. one. We do that. not have many. And I, I will say I we've gotten two this year that are picture cards mm -hmm. or at least two that i know they're, of they're phenomenal and yeah it was great because it's it's people that we don't get to see regularly yeah because they, yeah. they've moved off see it's and we're still in special. contact with them so i really did yeah. appreciate that yeah. so uh, i know super nurse haley listens so thank you for that oh wow what a christmas Those card kids are growing up oh my goodness yeah what a Christmas card. Yeah. And that's the kind of stuff. It's not that I feel like I've got to keep up with Super Nurse Haley, but I do, like, there is sort of the sense that I would like to do something more. No, I get it. More. And we used to, we used to send out Christmas cards yes. uh, 
regularly. Yes. And then we did some of the pitcher ones yep. for several years. And then there, I don't, just life yes. happens. And, yes. we, and we didn't send them out for a couple of years. Yes. And I think in the past two or three years, you've said, I'd like to do Christmas cards again. Yes. And then it's kind of like you just run out of time yep. and like, oh, I don't have time yeah. to get them, get the pictures or get them produced right. and in the mail. I so even thought about. Maybe we start sending like Valentine's cards yes. instead of Christmas cards. We're yes. going to be trendsetters. Yes. I actually thought about, do I have a decent picture of the four of us that I could send to a local big box and say, print me. 40 of these and I'll just shove them in those Walmart carts. That would be fine because then you could still put it on your refrigerator if you wanted to or whatever. I I couldn't even make that happen. <laughs> right. And we were going to try to update our family of yep. uh, pictures this fall. Yep. Uh, but there were some scheduling issues. Yes. It, uh, it's with that. But always something. Yeah. With our, a little bit with Ari and a little bit with the guy we use. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's booked. Yeah. And, and then craziness. So... It didn't happen. Yeah. And so right now we're looking at getting on the spring calendar. Yes. But I love Christmas cards. I love getting them. When I've got them, I love sending them. So love hate. I I will say this. If it helps you feel any better, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we have received that many Christmas cards this year. No, I would agree with that. But I wonder how much of that's because I have not sent them out recently. (laughs) Like, yeah, are there people, people that, that are... we haven't, I mean, because we haven't done it, we're still getting them. So uh, I'm wondering if just other people. Maybe. I wonder if it's like an ebb and flow thing. Oh, I guess so. And that maybe Christmas cards are kind of going on the way out for a little bit and they'll, they'll be a resurgence. Well, given social media, there's really not the need, I guess, to send pictures of your whole family because I can just post it on well, Facebook that is or true. Instagram and say, Merry Christmas to everybody. That is true. Do you, is there a uh, social media... I just lost the word. Um, influx of Christmas cards, so to speak. Yes. If people just post them on there and say, yes. I'm not going to mail this yes. to you because you're just going to throw it away. Yes. Which we have boxes and boxes that yeah, we I do need throw to throw away, away uh, with that. But <laughs> If you've sent me a picture or a picture card, I still have it. We have it somewhere. Yes. In a box. In a with box. With Christmas stuff. Yes. Or possibly by the back door. <laughs> I've got several in like this mail slot thing that right. was supposed to be for mail, but really now it's like a collector of things. And some of them are on the refrigerator. Yep. And they have been there for like Ever. four or five years. Maybe longer. Like some some of your kids have graduated <laughs> high school and we still have... I've got newborn pictures. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, we might have one of the family, mm-hmm. but not of the newborn of that individual. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. What about the idea of, and this this uh, is getting into dangerous territory as Uh-oh. well. What about the idea of the Christmas letter? <laughs> I have thought for years about doing it, and then much like the card, I haven't. And then I also think, are we really that interesting to write a letter? I don't know. Well, I would think in our case, the people that you would send Christmas cards to, uh-huh. Uh, because it might have my name signed to it, but odds are I didn't sign it. Um, the people that you would really send them to or that I'd really say, yeah, send them a Christmas card. Mm-hmm. They probably know what's going on. Yes. Or they don't and they don't need to. I don't know how that sounds. Okay. <laughs> most of the people that I'd say, yeah, send them to or most I think that you would send them to. They know what's going on yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Uh, there are people that I don't talk to regularly. 
and uh, but they kind of know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I kind of know what's going on, and you know, just to send a card would be nice. I mean, I've got I'm gonna call him a, a friend. I may even call him a good friend. Whoa. Um, I text him maybe once a year. Okay. Maybe once every two years. Okay. And I'll get one from him about the same thing, and it's normally the same text. Okay. And and that's fine. I know what's I know enough what's going on. He knows enough what's going on. It's fine. I don't need to send a letter. If you're only exchanging a text once every year or two, how do they? How does this person know what's going on? Uh, because they're on other forms of social media and they keep up with you. Oh, so they okay. know what's going on in my okay. life. Okay. <laughs> and, and they talk. People talk about me. Okay. You're just hoping that I'm giving I'm, the right message on social well, media. Well, that is true. I'm, and I'm also a legend in my own mind. That is true. I'm outstanding in a field. There you go. Uh, so, what about receiving? Christmas letters. And part of the reason I ask mm-hmm. is that we just saw a post mm-hmm. uh, by author and speaker John Acuff, uh-huh. and he's <laughs> like, this is going to offend some of you. And you can go look on social media and find it to see what it exactly says. But, you know, at the sake of offending some of you, if your Christmas letter requires a staple, I'm only skimming it. <laughs> I loved it because I thought I would never think to say that but he's so right if it's that long I'm probably not going to read the whole thing and oftentimes it's been a long time since I've gotten a Christmas letter but sometimes it would go over the back page and I'm like good grief like (laughs) what all has changed right so maybe I'm not a good Christmas letter receiver I can only think of one that I looked at Mm -hmm. I don't know how many we've gotten ever I I can't even guess and I don't think it's a lie but I think I've looked at one and I didn't quite understand why we received the Christmas letter I think it just went to everybody on their Christmas list because already I knew everything that was going on but it went like month by month yes and broke down what was going on and I'm like oh no no I I know you and I see you pretty regularly and um it's not a listener, so none of you need to be offended by this. But I'm like, it's your life's not that ex- interesting to me to begin with. You see, that's why I don't want to send out a letter because so. I'm like, we're not that interesting. So. Right. Yeah. No, I get it. But yeah, I, I love this time of year. I love the communication, but I'm terrible about it. Yeah, we, we do talk about it. I know you talk about it some, about we need to do this. And then time just slips mm-hmm. away, particularly when we would probably need to be getting them ready. Right. And we don't, because you don't want them to go out too early. Right. <laughs> but we get really wrapped up finishing up the semester, you know, projects, mm-hmm. uh, helping people you know, with those, prepare for finals, right. writing finals, extra meetings. And then we go into finals and it's grading and all that stuff and, and report writing that's going on. <laughs> and at that point, we don't want to do anything else. Right. Yeah. I was trying to think of when we. I can remember the first Christmas card we got this year. And I want to say it was either December 1st or maybe right before December 1st. And I thought, man. Those people are on the ball. It's not us. No, it is not no. us. No, no, no. Well, I also have noticed that we have a, I'm going to call it a wreath. I don't really know if that is, but yeah. it turns out to be, it's metal mm-hmm. and it ends up being a Christmas card wreath. Mm-hmm. And we put it on the inside of the doors, of the front door, so mm-hmm. we can see it. Mm-hmm. And you put the cards as they come in around mm-hmm. and it kind of makes a wreath type thing. It's not out this year. Well, I don't know where it is. I didn't find it when oh, I was unpacking. Okay. I thought that was uh, no, no. on purpose. <laughs> no, but that would be rather timely because I think we've only gotten like four Christmas cards so far. <laughs> right. That's why I'm wondering if people don't send them as much. Yeah. It's it's fine because obviously I'm not doing it either. And, and that's totally fine because yeah. we'll end up taking some family pictures 
uh, over Christmas Eve or Christmas morning, and yeah. you'll probably post those to your social media and say, you know, Merry Christmas from us and yeah. all that stuff. And Yeah, that counts, and, right? And just, yes, make sure you hashtag it. This counts as our Christmas card or something. <laughs> so, well, let's talk a little bit about the history of Christmas cards. Uh, and this, uh, most of this information today comes from Smithsonian Magazine. Okay. Yeah, it's... It says that Christmas cards were born out of having too little time. <laughs> too little time? Like not enough time? As in not enough time. Okay. Born out of having too little time, the holiday greeting has boomed into a major industry. I believe it. So basically what happened is there was this guy by the name of Henry Cole. Okay. He was a prominent educator and patron of the arts. Uh, and he traveled in elite social circles in er, of the uh, of er, early Victorian England, and he had the misfortune of having too many friends. <laughs> what a terrible thing to happen! I know. Uh, so during the holiday season of 1843, those friends were causing Cole much anxiety. Oh. Uh, the problem were their letters. Okay. So an old custom in England, the Christmas and New Year's letter. Mm-hmm. had received a new impetus with the recent expansion of the British postal system, mm. introduction of the penny post, allowing the sender to send a letter or card anywhere in the country by affixing a penny stamp to the correspondence. Okay. So now at this point, everybody was sending letters. Okay. And this gentleman was getting too many letters. Uh. He was basically the 1840s equivalent of an A-lister. Ooh. Uh, but he's a, he's a busy man, and he sees these stacks of unanswered correspondence piling mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. and he is trying to figure out what to do. And I think it's important to note that in Victorian England, it was considered impolite not to answer the mail. I believe it. So he needed to respond to all those letters, and he had to figure out a way how to do that. So he comes up with this ingenious idea. He approaches an artist friend of his. Uh, that artist friend's, friend's name was J.C. Horsley, and he asked him to design an idea that Cole had sketched out in his mind. Mm-hmm. Cole then took Horsley's illustration, uh, which showed a family at a table celebrating the holiday, uh, flanked by images of people helping others. He had a thousand copies of it made. Wow. At a London printer. It was printed on a piece of stiff cardboard, uh, five one eighths by three and a quarter inches in size. Okay. Uh, at the top of each was a salutation, salutation. There you go. Two, colon, and then a blank. Okay. <laughs> allowing Cole to personalize his response, which included the generic greeting, a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Perfect. And that was the first Christmas card. Okay. It must have been a hit. It must have been a hit. Yeah. And this is unusual when we talk about holiday traditions because a lot of them, we can't really say this is where it started yeah, yeah. and who did it. But, you know, who sent the first Christmas fruitcake? Oh, we have no idea yeah, with yeah. some of that type stuff. Who's the, we have a vague idea of maybe who's credited with bringing sure. the Christmas tree tradition and stuff. But um, basically, now it's not without complete controversy with some of this, but they say that Cole is the one uh, that started. I think some of the controversy may have to do more with the picture mm. uh, and some of the things that were represented in the family. But 
who knows yeah. about that. But we have name, date, um, location. That is impressive. Yeah. So the criticism was not enough to blunt what some in Cole's circle immediately recognized as a good way to save time. Uh, within a few years, several other prominent Victorians had simply copied his and Horsley's creation and were sending out them at Christmas. Sending them out at Christmas. Okay. I skipped some words there. <laughs> So while Cole and Horsley get the credit for the first, it took several decades for the Christmas card to really catch on, uh, both in Great Britain and in the United States. Once it did, it became an integral part of our holiday celebrations. Okay. Uh, let's see, what else do we need? Louis Prang, a Prussian immigrant with a print shop near Boston, is credited with creating the first Christmas card originating in the United States in 1875. So about 146 years ago. I wonder how much they were, because I imagine printing still would have been pretty pricey. And for a thousand, the the first guy, a thousand, yeah, you I'm, know that was quite I'm the financial he had, undertaking. He had some bank. Well, yes, yes. Um, now what uh, praying did was very different from Cole and Horsley's of 30 years prior, in that it didn't even contain a Christmas or holiday image. The card was a painting of a flower. And it read, Merry Christmas. Oh, was it a poinsettia? It, I don't know. It just says it was a painting of a flower. Hmm. This more artistic, subtle approach would categorize this first generation of American Christmas cards. They were vivid, beautiful reproductions. Hmm. There were very few nativity scenes or depictions of holiday celebrations. You were typically looking at animals, nature, scenes that could have been taken, uh, that could have taken place in October or February. So there was really (laughs) nothing about the early American Christmas cards that indicated from the pictures on there that it was Christmassy. Kind of like the pictures saying Merry Christmas that I'm buying now on Christmas cards. They really don't indicate our life or our family. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Appreciation of the quality and the artistry of the cards grew in the late 1800s, spurred in part by competitors organized by, or competition, excuse me, spurred in part by competitions organized by card publishers with cash prizes offered for the best designs. That's, you could have got some money there if you were an artist. Yeah. Even if you weren't an artist, if you could design a a greeting card. Uh, People soon collected Christmas cards like they would butterflies or coins. (gasps) People collect butterflies? Well, yes. Back then they would have. Yeah. They would have like had this almost shadow box where they would have pinned down the wings. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. It, feel, they, it feels really bad now that you like actually have to describe. Right. Did they like <laughs> catch a butterfly and kill it so they could pin it up or did they find them? I don't quite know what the process with that would be. You don't know how butterflies work. Well, I don't know how like framing butterflies would work. Would they like catch them live and then... <laughs> Okay, well, we'll look in that on a, a future episode. Yeah, please, not this one. Um, all right, so and then there was a new crop each season that were reviewed in newspapers. They reviewed Christmas cards in newspapers <laughs> like you would review books and films of today. Crazy. Um, in 1894, prominent British arts writer uh, Gleason White devoted an entire issue of his magazine wow. to a study of Christmas cards. Wow. That is intense. Again, I go back to these had to be like miniature works of art that were probably pretty pricey to purchase and then send. Maybe that would be why they collected them. Well, remember, it was a penny. Well, in, in okay, sorry. I don't mean like the mailing aspect of it, but the 
Yeah. The printing aspect. Yeah. Uh, The modern Christmas card industry arguably began in 1915 when a Kansas City-based fledgling fledgling postcard printing uh, company started by Joyce Hall, Ah. later to be joined by his brothers Raleigh and William, published its first holiday card. The Hall Brothers Company soon adapted a new format for the cards, four inches wide, six inches high, folded once, and inserted in an envelope. And you may actually be familiar with the Hall Hall's Brothers, with their company. Do you know what it later merged into? Well, I'm going to guess Hallmark. You would actually be correct. There we go. Because yes. we've been in Kansas City. There is a building... Yes, there is a building well, in Kansas City. But I think it's dedicated, or maybe it's named the Hall. What am I thinking of? I don't know. And they decorate it big for Christmas. I'm going to have somebody contact me after this, and I'm just, I'm forgetting You're it now. Be all... But it's somehow tied to Hallmark. Okay. Because when you said Kansas City before you even got to Hall, I knew, oh, you that's Hallmark. Oh, I thought when I said Kansas City, you may have started thinking about Arthur Bryant's. Oh. The original one, not the new one. Um, All right, so they discovered that people didn't have enough room to write everything they wanted to say on a postcard, Uh, but they didn't want to write a whole letter. Uh. In this new book format, which remains industry standard, colorful colorful Christmas cards with red-suited Santas and brilliant stars of Bethlehem Mm -hmm. and cheerful, if soon cliched, messages inside became enormously popular in the 1930s to 1950s. Mm. As hunger for cards grew, Hallmark and its competitors reached out for new ideas to sell them. They began to commission famous artists to design them. Uh, So that's why we see Salvador Dali, Grandma Moses, Norman Rockwell, all who designed a series of cards for Hallmark. That's why you start to see them. Okay. Uh, The Rockwell cards are still reprinted every few years. Yes. Is it interesting that I would love to do a postcard instead of a card? Because I'm not a big fan of licking envelopes. Oh, yeah. it's Yeah, that would be okay. It's and just we do simpler. have a friend from Kansas City who they typically send a postcard. Okay. We've not gotten one this year, but I'm, I'm thinking you're probably right that we're just seeing fewer and fewer. Uh, the most popular Christmas card of all time, however, is a simple one. It's an image of three cherub angels, two of whom are bowed in prayer. The third peers out from the card with a big baby. With big baby blue eyes, her halo slightly askew. Oh, I think I've seen that one. God bless you and keep you and love you at Christmas time and always reads the sentiment first published in 1977. Ooh. That card is still a part of the Hallmark collection. You want to guess how many copies of that particular card is sold? So 1977, <laughs> that's going to be 44 years ago. Yes, I would assume it's in the millions. It's got to be, but I, I don't have a good guess. 34 million copies there you go it's a classic uh, the introduction 53 years ago actually a little bit more than that at this point in time uh, this article is a couple of years old so introduction of the first christmas stamp by the united states post office speaks even more powerfully to the popularity of the christmas card it depicted a wreath two candles and had the words christmas 1962 <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that one. Uh, according to the post office, the department ordered the printing of 350 million of these four cent green and white stamps. Uh, the chief cur- curator uh, for the Smithsonian's National Postal Mis- Museum uh, said they underestimated the demand for those stamps mm. and they had to do a special printing. 
Yeah. So 350 million of these four cent green and white Christmas stamps was not enough. Well, Christmas stamps are quite a business too. Think about it. There are people that they intentionally go get Christmas stamps to put on their Christmas cards. I mean, we use them no matter what. <laughs> right, yeah. Christmas stamp will still mail. It will. It will still mail. in June. <laughs> uh, with that reprinting, though, there was a problem. Okay. They didn't have enough of the right size paper. Oh. <laughs> so the first printing, it comes in sheets of 100. Okay. Uh, and then the second printing, the sheets only had 90 stamps on them. Oh. <laughs> because they didn't have the right size okay. paper to be able to do oh. that. You make lemonade. <laughs> yes. Still, thanks to the round-the-clock efforts by the Bureau of Engraving and Printing, a total of 1 billion copies of the 1962 Christmas stamps were printed and distributed by the end of the year. Okay. That is wild. Do you know for, and this is a little off topic, but not really, you mentioned the Postal Museum. Yes. It's tied to the Smithsonian. As many times as I've been to D.C. and gone to all of these Smithsonian's and museums, I've never been to that one. And it's kind of a big deal because you can climb up to the very top or used to be able to. And you could look over a portion of D.C. And every year I thought, I'm going to go find that postal museum this this time. And I never have. Well, yeah, you should do that. I could go see some of those earlier stamps. Which you makes me sound could. about 80. It does. That's okay. Uh, today, much of the innovation in Christmas cards is found in smaller niche publishers whose work is found in gift shops and paper stores. These smaller publishers are bringing in a lot of new ideas. Mm. Uh, you have elaborate pop-up cards, video mm-hmm. cards, audio cards, cards segmented to various audiences. <laughs> uh, and I've got a comment about cards here in just a second. Uh, the sentiments, too, are different than the stock greetings of the past. It's not always the same touchy-feely to you and yours on this festive, glorious occasion kind of, of things. You can still find those, but the newer publishers are writing in a language that tends to speak a little bit more to the younger generation. So, I don't know. If you ask me, that sounds sus. <laughs> Was that a nice tie in there? Well done. Well done, sir. Uh, Henry Cole's first card was a convenient way for him to speak to as many friends and associates without having to draft long, personalized responses to each. Uh, Yet there are also accounts of Cole selling at at least some of the cards for a shilling apiece at his art gallery in London. (laughs) And it's also suggested that he may have done some of that for charity. Oh. Uh, So uh, Cole was not only a pioneer of the Christmas card, uh, but uh, was, I don't know what this word is. I don't know either, but I was I thinking philanthropist but, that he was giving away some of that. Uh, no, well, that it, that's kind of what the sentence is a little confusing to me, but I think that's kind of what it is okay. indicating. Okay. That a, kind of a forerunner for a, like a philanthropy and giving, a helping at stuff. In, anyway, it's a big business here. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So there you go with a brief rundown of the history of Christmas cards. Your <laughs> life is better here on day nine oh for knowing that. Oh, boy. Again, we do all these things yeah. and have these traditions or we just do stuff and yeah. we don't know. That's why we're looking into some of this. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully I, our curiosity helps other other people. Do you think we should move away from Christmas cards? Um, <laughs> I don't really know. It, in one hand, it's almost a waste of paper. Mm-hmm. And I am not a fan of cards. (laughs) Sometimes it's nice to get them. Uh uh, But other times, I don't know. For me, it it becomes a cost issue. 
Now, if you're getting a, you know, a box of Christmas cards, you know, they're typically a, a decent price. Yeah. But if I'm going to buy you a birthday card. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I go in there and it's like six bucks for a birthday card. You might get lucky and they have a 99 cent section. Yeah. And I just, to me, I that's big, that's a lot of money to spend on a card that somebody is probably going to throw away. Yeah. Now, I have uh, tons of cards that you and the kids and my parents, your parents, other people have given me over the years. But there's also a lot of them I get that just go straight in the trash. Yeah. Not any of the porchies. <laughs> but, you know, I like through work and stuff, you get these random birthday cards or other things. And, you know, there's there's a few that are still in my office, but most of them trash <laughs> you're the sentimental type aren't you yeah when when i know that the person's whose name on it didn't actually send it to me oh well i just for context the box of super cute but overly glittery cards that i bought was 18 for 4.95 okay and they were super cute the reason i point that out is because you're right sometimes when you buy an individual birthday or whatever card we're sometimes talking about the same cost as what i paid for 18 christmas cards and they were hallmark they were not um off brand which is a weird thing to say but it's interesting that's a very uh, that's an elaborate industry that i fall victim to i love them i want to do better i probably will do better in the future i just don't know when that is well, maybe when you retire and you have some extra time. <laughs> that does buy me some time to that. work through that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe uh, you should hand draw the cards. <laughs> it would probably be cheaper for you or me or the kids or somebody to come up with their own card design, mm -hmm. uh, take it down to the printer and does some of the stuff and get them to take care of it. No, I, I can assure you that is not true because if I spent five dollars for 18 cards that included the envelopes i promise you that's a bargain that's a bargain if no i i'm talking about okay we'll just leave it at that because we'll i'll work on my math oh okay so you're I thinking think, i think we're talking about two different things oh we're talking about related things but i think we're talking about two different aspects <laughs> we're comparing apples to oranges kind of okay all right yeah i'll just take it i will too okay uh, so I guess that leaves a question for those of you that have stuck with us here on day nine of Front Porchmas 2021, where we talk a little bit about Christmas cards. Do you send out Christmas cards? Tell us. And do you just go get a box of Christmas yeah. cards or do you send out personalized Christmas cards? Yeah. And also, do you do the Christmas letter thing? Yeah. <laughs> and do you like sending out cards? Yeah. Do you like getting cards? Yeah. You know, if we get a bunch of messages from people that we really love getting Christmas cards, We'll make a note and we'll try to make sure we send you one next year yeah. from the podcast. <laughs> um, you know, we may forget, but we'll try better. <laughs> well, that's that's about all we can promise these days, I suppose. But I think it's a good it's a good thing to aim for to do better. All right. Yeah. Will you aim for that? Yeah. And do better. Yes. So I guess we could call this portion of uh, this particular episode to Christmas card or not to Christmas card? <laughs> that is the question. That is the question. And do you know what our question will be for the morrow? No. I don't either. Oh, okay. <laughs> it felt like a trick question. No. It's rapidly coming to a close, uh, but we will be back with you tomorrow for 
day number 10 for the 10th day of Front Porch Miss 2021. I'll try not to sound so surprised tomorrow. I, okay. But, you know, I like it because it means we're getting closer to Christmas I know. and I get to open some presents. There you go. So, well, until tomorrow, I've been Billy. And I've been Christy. And you've been listening to the 12th Days of Front Porch Miss 2021. See ya.